0: Hey guys, and welcome to The One Up Project. We're simplifying all things finance and lifestyle in a relaxed environment. It's all just a bit of fun, so be sure to keep listening and let the content be a catalyst for your own self-improvement. Hi everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The One Up Project podcast. Today, I randomly have just decided that I'm gonna record an episode. I don't usually do this, but I'm getting a lot more comfortable with just sitting down and recording on my own. I used to like not want to do that, and I used to think people wouldn't enjoy listening to me talk, and now I'm just gonna do it regardless. (laughs) Um, But no, I really enjoy sitting down and having a chat, and there are lots of things I could talk about uh, and this is a topic that I actually get asked about pretty often, people wanting to start their own podcast, know what I do, what mics I use and all those sorts of things. So I'm just going to answer a few of those questions in this episode so that I can guide those people To it, and also just give you an idea on what it takes to start a podcast if you were curious about that and maybe wanted to start your own one. Um, So, I think I'm really in the mood to just sit down and chat because I'm in some warm clothes. We're in the middle of summer, but I'm in trackies and socks right now, and it's raining outside, and I just feel cozy and like I'm ready to have a chat about podcasting. So, I'm pretty excited to get into it. So, the first thing that I think is important to talk about is what it's going to be about. So before you even start anything, you obviously want to know what it's going to be about and more specifically, what value are you going to bring to the world by starting your podcast? What is the value that you are bringing? Um, one thing that I learned when talking to Tash and Viv, I went to one of their Instagram workshops with Luke uh, two years ago now actually, wow, two, no, a year and a bit ago and they basically were saying how the number one thing you want to make sure you nail if you want to grow is your niche so you want to have your niche so your niche is like your little area of expertise the little space comfort zone that you stay in when it comes to your business um for example hatch and sharesies their niche is investors um, another niche would be lululemon Their niche is like yoga and activewear, but that like yoga side of activewear. Another example would be glasshouse candles and fragrance fragrances. They're just like their candles are triple scented and they're just known for having that strong smell. Um, and that's the sort of they're like expensive luxury candles, you know. So Most business, well, every business that you see should have their niche and it's the same with podcasting. So podcasters all have their niche. For me, my niche is financial literacy. I go into a lot of self-development things and I do want to broaden out my topics, but the base of a lot of my content is financial literacy and trying to improve the education around those topics for young New Zealanders. And I'm very clear on that. And I feel like that's where a lot of my growth has come from because people seek me out for that content. If it was a lot broader, you know, they'd be like, oh, she's nor neither here nor there. Uh, and the content I want her for, she doesn't actually put out. Whereas now there'll be a lot of people who don't give a fuck about what I put out. But there's also a lot of people who love all of the things I put out most of the time, I hope. So, you know, it's, you're kind of, you've got like the loyal people who love you um, and love your business and they are there for the niche that you are targeting because they're the niche essentially so you want to choose the value that you are providing um and that doesn't have to mean that it has to be some sort of educational thing so just because i'm doing financial literacy obviously doesn't mean other podcasts need to have some educational content and that needs to be their niche lots of people's niche is entertainment for a certain group of people a certain type of humor Um, a lot of people do relationship stories like sex stories um interviews with CEOs it really depends on what your um value is that you have to give what experiences you have no matter how controversial how at the gate gotta find your niche and it can be anything you want it to be like you could make a podcast about literally anything And I honestly want to see more people make podcasts, like not even for serious stuff. I want people to just make podcasts with their friends. I listened to this one podcast that is just these two mates talking and they literally just talk shit. Like it's just their opinion the whole time. And it's funny and more people should do that. If you've got a mate where you just feel like you have the best banter, like always the best yarns, start a podcast if you're willing to put it out there. I think it's so cool and it allows other people to... I guess get a more worldly view on other opinions and I don't know it's helped me to sort of be less defensive about certain topics because I know that everyone has their own opinion and sometimes that's just how it's got to be so that's awesome and I just think if you've got your own value you and you know what it is and you're strong in that please start your own podcast if that's what you want to do because there's so much fun you get to chat and it's just a good time and I think it's a really good exercise as well to sort of let out your feelings not that I really talk about feelings but say let my lesson girls for example that's probably a really therapeutic activity for them to recollect how they feel every week or so often talking about their mental health Um, and even just talking in general and talking to other people can make you feel good usually I find and a lot of my guests have said once they finish recording we feel like just this rush of, I don't know, serotonin, like you feel really good after it happened because you're like, oh that was good to get out those thoughts um, and just talk about something that you're passionate about for 40 minutes or however long. Don't overcomplicate it though, just do whatever feels authentic to you and your style and your voice. If I started my podcast again, I'd just give no shits about what anyone would think and I would just talk to the talk to my stories on Instagram straight away I would just record solo apps straight away I would have done all that stuff sooner than I did so take it from me and just be confident from the start because people might be like oh what the heck for two minutes and then they'll get over it and then you'll be growing and you'll be just so stoked with yourself so that's that that's finding your value and the next question is can you make the commitment, now this is kind of if you're intending on making it an actual thing and it's something I definitely didn't think about before starting the podcast, so I just wanted to add it in just to warn people, I guess the commitment it is when you post an episode once a week or twice a week even um, and then post on social media really regularly as well. So for me, each episode is between 30 minutes and an hour so that could be 30 minutes to an hour I'm spending with anyone in one week and then aside from that you're usually driving to their place Um, so that takes up time and money and gas and all that kind of thing and then you've got to edit it as well so it does take up time to put out these sorts of episodes and that depends if you're doing guests I suppose if it's just you then it's probably way easier And if you're doing it with a friend, then it's probably way easier too. So it's kind of just if you're doing guests. But if you are serious about it and you're wanting to like monetize it in the future, I guess try and think about the commitment that you have to make to it. But if you do want to just give it a go anyway, just do it. I'm only adding that in there just in case you're umming and ahhing about if this is actually something you want to do seriously or not. But if it's something you want to give a go and just have a crack at podcasting, then fucking go for it. I would love to see any of you create your own podcast and if you do please let me know I love when um, people message me and say that they've started one so exciting and yeah like I was saying they're just so much fun I personally think that good audio is so important and that was one of the things I did not skimp on when I first started I knew that I bought my mics, and I think like December. Oh no, a little bit earlier that. September, maybe of 2019. So I knew that audio wasn't something I wanted to skip out on, and I got three well these now that I think about it the mics that I have are pretty affordable for what's out there um but at the time it felt like a huge expense so for two mics it cost me $300 and these are the type of mics that you can just plug straight into your laptop like the USB mics um which makes them super easy to use Um, and really portable because you can just take them wherever you want. I have a MacBook so I had to buy an adapter to be able to fit them into my laptop but once I had the adapters it's so easy and I just record straight into GarageBand which also makes it really easy to edit as well. And if you have a good mic the less sort of technical editing you need to do because you're just making sure that you're not saying anything random instead of actually playing with volume levels and all that kind of thing. So a good mic I think is so so worth it. So a lot of people have um, the Blue Yeti or the Snowball or whatever they're called. I did a lot of research into buying mics before I started my podcast. And as far as I could tell, even though those were the most popular ones, they were also known as not having the best quality. And when I hear my podcast in comparison to one that I know is recorded on a Blue Yeti or a Snowball or whatever they're called, you can hear the difference in the audio. And the difference is that those... Yeti and Snowball ones, They are there's two types of microphones. Well, there's probably actually many different types of microphones, but the two I was looking into was a dynamic microphone and a condenser microphone. And it was saying that condenser microphones basically take in all the outside noise around you. So say you're recording and there's a rubbish truck outside, a condenser microphone would pick that up, whereas a dy- dynamic microphone wouldn't. Um, and so this is just based on my YouTube and Google research. And so the Yeti and the Snowball mics were known to be condenser microphone so they were taking the outside noise around them and so I didn't want to buy one of them plus they were $260 each so that they're actually one of those was almost as expensive as two of the ones that I got which I feel like and you guys can be the judge but I feel as if they're pretty good quality to be honest and I got mine off audio I mean off Mighty Ape and they are Audio Technica Audio Technica ATR Two thousand one hundred USB microphones, and I hundred percent rate them. Like I really don't think I would upgrade these mics unless I was going to get the any Rode mics, because the Rode mics definitely are a step up from this. They sound so clear, uh, and I just really like the audio that comes with them. But then you'll also see people with. They'll have the Rode mics and then they'll have the Rodecaster or the Rodecaster Pro which is that massive sound box you see a lot of podcasters use with all the buttons and shit and it looks super professional. I'm pretty sure it's like two grand and you really don't need that. Like in my opinion when you're just starting your podcast like you really don't need that and even now at the point that I'm at I really don't think I need that. The next purchase I would make would be into some Rode mics and maybe if they could be USB that would be perfect I mean the next step I would love to get to would be having a full-on studio setup but yeah so I think the mics that I have are really good and I'd really recommend them if you were to start your own podcast and then you want to have a really good editing software so I can only speak for the two I've used one being GarageBand and the other being Audacity so GarageBand obviously comes on all MacBooks and Apple products and then Audacity is a free one you can download onto a MacBook as well but also onto like Windows computers and it's free and it's really easy to use. It looks ancient like something you would use when computers first came out but it works and it's fine. I definitely prefer GarageBand though so if you've got Apple products you'll enjoy GarageBand. It's just real easy layout and like all Apple things super simplified. Next, you want to have the right distribution platform for your podcast. So a distribution platform is the thing that you upload all the episodes to and then it distributes from there out to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, iHeartRadio, all the different ones. There's so many different places you can have a podcast Um other than just you know the normal Apple Podcasts and Spotify and that just makes it so easy for you because you just need to link up your podcast with Apple so there's a bit of admin at the start to get it onto Apple Podcasts and onto Spotify but it's completely free you don't have to pay for it and it's so easy like I think people think oh, how do you get your music up on Spotify how do you get your podcast up on Apple Podcasts or Spotify as well it's so easy you just need to link it up um, and watch heaps of YouTube videos tutorials on it it's really simplistic apple podcast takes i think it took me like a week or two weeks for it to get connected spotify was pretty much straight away um and your distribution hosting platform does all that for you so i use spreaker and oh and it's also the thing that holds all the statistics for you so all the total download numbers and everything like that that's what your hosting platform will um do for you so yeah Spreaker is really good I find that it's again super easy to use and there's different upgrades you can do depending if you want to see more statistics I'm pretty sure you can monetize through your hosting platform I'm honestly not sure how that works I've never looked into it because I don't know I've always had a thing about running random ads on my episodes I'd rather like being in control of that myself but maybe it'll be something I look into in the future I think it's once you get past a certain amount of downloads you are able to run ads on your uh, podcast I'm pretty sure but yeah so that's all things you can look into as well uh, there's all sorts of different ones so like I said I use Spreaker but there's Buzzsprout Um, which I think learnt My Lesson users, I don't think they'll care me saying that Um, and that looks pretty easy to use as well, super straightforward. How I decided which one I was going to use, I again watched heaps of YouTube tutorials and read some blogs on like the top podcast hosting platforms. I actually did a lot more research into this than I've done into anything else, it was so random. It was like I felt like my inner self knew I was committed to this before my conscious self knew I was committed to this because thinking back I'm like why did I get so deep into it like now I don't even really research things this hard I feel but anyway so yeah take it from me um, those are my recommendations I spoke they're not sponsored obviously that's just exactly what I use so hopefully that helps in one way so once you've got all of that set up and it distributes to Apple and Spotify you've essentially just got your podcast sorted you've got your mics you've got your editing software you've got your distribution distribution platform Sorry, um, and you can do anything you want now and then you can start socials for it if you want I find that starting like a separate social media account for your podcast is really helpful just to be able to put all your content for it over there um like my personal Instagram pretty much like it's in my bio but other than that you probably wouldn't even know I had a podcast because I'd never mention it um and I if I do I feel like if people were interested they would follow it so I don't really do much about that on there um but I think it's such a great way to connect with people and grow your podcast audience otherwise it's quite hard for people to find it if they're gonna find things through social media although I do know there are lots of podcasts who don't have any social media accounts and people just know about them through podcasting or looking at the charts um so yeah and also don't get too caught up on things like the charts if you want to have a really massive successful podcast because the charts move every day all the time the only time that I've been I think I've been number one in the New Zealand business podcast charts once and that was because that was when I had Hannah Barrett on and obviously heaps of people were going to her episode because she has a lot of followers And that just bumped up my chart number to one for like a day. And then I was back down again. So I don't really rely on the charts too much. Just because I don't think they're really an accurate reflection of how well your podcast is going. I would probably look more to downloads for that kind of information. Honestly, starting a podcast is so much more simple than... I think people think and if it's something you want to do like I said in the beginning just do it get a few friends around and a few mics and just have a chat even if you don't post it anywhere I think it's fun to kind of just keep anyway and to reflect back on your thoughts once upon a time I'm really looking forward to listening back to some of my episodes um, like my thoughts oh what's it called it's called the unease around finding your passion my thoughts at 21 so I'm 22 now and looking back on that will be Really interesting in a few years to see what I initially thought and how my opinions have changed now because even within the last year, you know, I've changed my perspective on so many different things. So I feel like I've answered a majority of the questions that came through from people on the Instagram. Go over and follow us at the One Up Project or me. I always say us. It's like it's just me at the One Up Project. If you want to hear a bit more, um. So someone did ask, "How do you grow a podcast?" And I've kind of. I guess addressed some of the elements on how to grow a podcast and what I was just saying previously around social media. But there are a few things I wrote down that I think are super key to remember when you do start your podcast and the things that I think have contributed to my growth specifically. And obviously by no stretch of the imagination, am I a big podcast? I have a really tiny audience in comparison to a lot of the podcasts out there. But if we're talking about my growth specifically. Um, heading towards 50,000 downloads now within a year. That's sort of where I'm sitting at. And if you're wanting to hear my growth, obviously that's why you're listening to this, but that's what I'm going to talk about. Obviously I can only speak to my own experience and within the context of my own situation. So just don't want anyone to think I think I'm massive or anything. Um, So the few things I've written down uh, consistency, active interaction, personalization, be authentic, and provide value. So consistency is really important. It kind of goes back to that commitment piece I was talking about before. I honestly think releasing an episode once every week and never failing to do that since I started has contributed to the success because people can rely on you, they can trust you to release an episode every week, and they know that you know you're serious about it in a way, and like they always know there'll be content content from you. So whenever they come to your page, you, they know they're going to have to catch up on some episodes and there'll be things going on. So I think consistency is just really key to gain people's trust, especially, and to be front of mind. Like that's why businesses post two or three times a day. They want to be front of mind. And with a podcast, you want to be consistent so that you can do the same thing as well. And then I've written an active interaction, which basically just means when people comment, when people message you, message them back and comment there's I've seen so many small businesses who don't interact with the people that comment on their photos like they'll just like the comment you need to comment back you need to actively engage with those people so that you know they feel emotionally connected to what you're doing and they're keen that's not why I interact with the people who message me I'm genuinely keen to chat to everyone but from a business sense if you want people to you know trust your brand and feel like they're important you want to reply to them and make them feel like they are important to you because for me they are like if they're your listeners you know it's really important that you feel like you are heard because a lot of things they do are based off recommendations and that sort of thing personalize it I think I mentioned this before but just jump on stories straight away who cares about people thinking that you think you're an influencer just get on and talk to your stories straight away um it will speed up your growth I reckon be authentic always and provide value so just be yourself don't try to be anything you're not find your niche like I was saying before it's really important to nail that because that's just going to be what's most authentic to you and will people can tell that through a screen I feel um, and you think you're hiding it well but people can tell when you're being authentic and they can kind of get a gauge of what's going on just based on your vibe and the way you approach the conversation your tone and everything and providing value is obviously really important so value can be anything um, and I, I also think I touched on this earlier but I guess just to reiterate the things I was saying you want to provide value in your own authentic way so is that entertainment is that education is that aesthetically pleasing stuff like what is it how are you providing value and then how can you I suppose educate from there so education I feel always comes off as another content pillar um Tash would always call them. So your content pillars could be education and entertainment for example. So maybe you do comedy skits but then you also teach people how to create their own comedy skits or something like that. Um, so yeah so those are a few of the I guess like non-practical ways to grow in the sense that you have to keep those up for a long amount of time to kind of see the results and those are sort of just non-negotiables that you have to do really for any business or podcast or anything and you can kind of tell but I've sort of approached this podcast thing from a brand business sense just because I enjoy that and that's how I wanted to do it so that's how I've done it but if you were someone who's just starting a podcast for the sake of having a laugh which is totally cool too and I recommend you do it because it's so much fun then you probably wouldn't give a shit about this part anyway um, so you're probably not even listening to it but for those of you who do want to take it in that direction hopefully that helps Um, but from a more practical sense in terms of what helped me I guess gain followers and that kind of thing uh definitely getting on people with a bigger following than you it's just obvious they'll share it then followers of theirs will come over and be like oh what's going on here and they'll follow you if they're interested in that kind of thing um you want to be careful of course depending on if you just want followers or if you want an engaged audience as to the type of people you're interviewing because maybe their followers will just follow you for the sake of it but they're not actually interested in the type of content you push again this is probably it depends how deep you want to get into it but that's just what I've sort of learned Giveaways are a really good one as well. Again, can get you some ghost followers sometimes. So if that's if that's not something you're really into, then maybe just be really careful around what kind of giveaways you're doing. Um, give away things that only your audience would be interested in, so not like Tom, Dick, and Harry aren't entering and then never you never see them again. So those are the ways I now look back with hindsight and think that I grew from. I didn't really actively do many of those things, but now that I know that that's how it works Um, I'll do that in future if I want to you know gain more followers or more listeners or whatever my goal is so I've kind of learned that from I guess doing that and I've got a lot to learn obviously I'm no expert I'm no professional I'm just saying what I feel like I know it's obviously not going to be right there's no right or wrong you just got to do what's authentic to you and hopefully if you want to start a podcast you feel empowered to go and do that now uh, if you've got any questions at all please feel free to send me a message or an email sarah at the upproject.nz, or just jump over to the Instagram for, flick me a DM I love voice messages and I'm happy to help out with any questions you have in regards to podcasting or just anything in general I love chatting in the DMs probably one of my favorite things to do ever so yes that is all from me have an amazing rest of your week and I hope to catch up with you soon see you later